Friends, welcome to another episode of Leadosophy. Glad you can join us today. I think today is going to be action-packed. May not be a real long episode, but we got some very dense material in here. We're going to dig into some philosophical questions about leadership. I'm going to show a little infographic that I created titled The 10 Things to Ponder About Leadership. Something like that. I think I titled that. I'm not really sure. Could be a different title. It doesn't really matter. It is about philosophical questions about the subject of leadership. That's all you need to know. But we'll dive into those questions in just a minute. Remember, we're here with an open mind here in Elitosophy because that is the rule and not the exception. I hope you like this episode. Are you ready to permanently fuse leadership and philosophy? Then a word of caution. You are about to enter the fully abstract yet wholly concrete realm of leadosophy. Our ideas are not always so clear and distinct. To validate this proposition, we welcome the host of Leadosophy, Tim Wood. Okay, friends, welcome back to Leadosophy. Again, open mind here on Leadosophy, open mind because that's the rule, not the exception. Today, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, I am repping this fine shirt. Uh, you can't see it. This is not my sponsor, but this is my shirt, Vampire Runners of America. I created this uh, pseudo group in the streets of Fort Lauderdale. If you have ever been in South Florida and ever tried to exercise outside um, about nine out of 12 months out of the year, you know it can be brutal during the day. The sun is relentless. So I made up this little fictitious group called the Vampire Runners of America. I still have some swag left if you want some, let me know. All right, what do you wanna talk about today? So leadosophy is the fusion of leadership and philosophy. So I thought we'd take a step back a little bit today and let's talk about what is philosophy? And it may seem like a dumb question. I don't know. I never assume anyone knows any anything. I, I try not to make assumptions because they can get me in trouble. I think they can get anybody in trouble when you make assumptions about what people know and don't know. So, I mean, let's be honest. A lot of people don't don't really understand what the, the discipline of philosophy is. You know, I always make this joke when I told... So I went back to school late in life. I went to get my undergrad degree in philosophy at the age of 30. 39 years old, I was known as Beard Man on campus at Florida Atlantic University in Boca Raton, Florida. So went back to school after my military career was over. So I kind of did the, the reverse, the reverse thing that, you know, flies in the face of what most teenagers are told, go to college, get a business degree, own a business, become a billionaire, retire nicely. I don't know if that's the mainstream advice to most teenagers. I have no idea. But anyways, I wanted to go back to just kind of what is philosophy. And you know, it's funny about that time at FAU, what I was going to, what I was going to talk about was everybody kind of wondered, they asked the time-honored question about philosophy degrees. And it was, what are you going to do with a philosophy degree? And to this day, I say, I don't know. That's my answer. 
Now, I, I know what I do with my philosophy degree. I believe I use it every day. And I believe it's, it's the genesis of why I created Leadosophy. It was to fuse philosophy into the world of leadership. For me, it was to deepen the always end my, my podcasts or these episodes with uh, using the tools of philosophical thought to deepen our understanding of leadership. So that's what I use philosophy for on, on top of other other things in my day-to-day life. You know, try to be, you know, listen with an open mind and try to see all sides of an argument and try to engage in dialogue more than, you know, just trying to push my point on other people. So those are some, those are some things that philosophy does for me every day. My degree in specifically, I don't know what it's really done for me, but the knowledge I accrued in pursuit of the degree is what I use every day. I hope I'm saying that correctly or that it makes sense. So I'm on uh, Brown University's website. I didn't go to Brown. I could have never gotten into Br- to Brown University. That's a fact. So on Brown University's website, they have a quick page on philosophy, and it's for potential philosophy students. I think it's mainly geared towards potential philosophy students of Brown. But they asked the question, what is philosophy? And this is kind of high level as far as um, some deep philosophical questions about philosophical subjects. Leadosophy is about taking some of these questions that I'm going to read on their page and applying them to leadership more narrowly. But Brown University, they write, philosophy is the systematic and critical study of fundamental questions that arise both in everyday life and through the practice of other disciplines. And I think this is important for leadership because leadership to me is a discipline in itself. Uh, We have whole academic fields on on leadership, organizational leadership, things like that. So you can can apply the fundamentals of philosophy to leadership, which which is what I have done with leadosophy or I'm trying to do with leadosophy. Some of these questions concern the nature of reality. Is there an external world? What is the relationship between the physical and the mental? Does God exist? Now, I will freely admit that if you you find the answer to some of these weighty questions, I do not know and Leadosophy doesn't know if that will help you in the day-to-day practice of leadership in your organization. That's just me up front being real. If you come to find proof of God's existence, then I don't know if that will help you necessarily in the day-to-day practice of leadership. I could be wrong. But anyways, they continue. Others concern our nature as rational, purposive, and social beings. Do we act freely? Where do our moral obligations come from? What is it to know something rather than merely believe it? Does all of our knowledge come from sensory experience? Are there limits to our knowledge? Now, Leadosophy argues that these are very important questions to the world of leadership in general, right? What is it to know something about leadership and practice, leadership theory, rather than just believe something may be true because you read it, you read it in a leadership book, right? There's a difference between reading something in a leadership book and then applying it practically. Maybe there's a difference. Maybe there's coherence between what you've read and what you've applied in your day-to-day life in the world of leadership. Does all of our knowledge come from sensory experience in leadership? And we're going to get into this exact question 
when I bring up my infograph because one of the questions I talk about is do you have to have practical experience to become a leader? It's the paradox of, paradox of leadership. Many people are not placed in the positions of leadership because they have no experience. Well, how are they supposed to get experience? And you can apply that, you've seen, you can apply that to many different areas of study and experience. You know, any college student coming out of, out of their scholarship, scholarship and academic studies, studies um, they're not going to have a whole lot of practical knowledge in their field. So how are they supposed to get practical experience? Anyways, I'm going to go down, scroll down a little bit. If you are, um, if you are listening, again, I am on Brown University's website, reading some basic ideas about what is philosophy. Brown, Brown University writes, the aim in philosophy is not to master a body of facts so much as think clearly and sharply through any set of facts. And again, I think the aim of leadosophy is not to master a bunch of facts about leadership because I don't know where that's going to get you. I don't know how that's going to improve you as a leader, improve you as a follower. I don't know. Again, leadosophy is about deepening our understanding of leadership, and this is a very personal journey. But as far as leadership is concerned, I think we can think clearly about what we read about leadership, the theories we, we read about, whether they're academic theories or just general theories, general public theories, um, and analyzing the different theories we read and the facts we read, the studies we read, the qualitative studies we read about leadership, you know, how it affects team, highly effective teams. I think we can analyze those and I think we can use the tools of philosophical thought to do that. So scrolling on, continuing down here, Brown University asked the question, why study philosophy? And I have some notes up here. It says, leadosophy assumes you, you may have no desire to be a philosopher or study philosophy. That's okay. I won't be upset. I won't take it personal that you don't want to be a philosopher. I do argue, though, that we are all philosophers. We all have the ability to think like philosophers. Uh, I think that's, that's a point that is is sometimes lost. We all have the ability to think clearly. You don't have to be a philosopher, have the title of philosopher to, to think clearly about any subject that passes, passes through your mind. But Leadosophy asks, why use the tools of philosophical thought in the course of everyday life and leadership? Why do we use philosophical thought in the world of leadership? Again, for me, it's very simple to deepen our understanding of leadership, what it means to us, what it means to others who may follow us or others we may follow. That's really important for me. So again, Brown asks, why study philosophy? Why would one engage in the particular intellectual activities that constitute philosophical inquiry? They write, philosophy as intellectual activity may have a number of motivations. Intellectual curiosity. I really like this one. I think it really applies to leadership. I hope you do too. Let me know what you think. Intellectual curiosity. Philosophy is essentially a reflective, critical inquiry motivated by a sense of intellectual wonder. And they ask some weighty questions like, what is the world like? Why is it this way rather than another? Who am I and why am I here? And Leadosophy would argue that those last two questions, who am I, why am I here? You're going to see that in the infographic I, I, I bring up. 
it goes to purpose. What's your purpose? What's your purpose in life? What's your purpose in the realm of leadership? These are very important questions. These are very deep questions. I don't think there are any questions that you can answer in a couple of paragraphs if you're going to, if you're going to try to formulate your thoughts on paper. Brown University continues, sharpening thinking skills, they write. The study of philosophy is especially well-suited to the development of a variety of intellectual skills involved in the analysis of concepts, the critique of ideas, the conduct of sound reasoning and argumentation. It is important to emphasize that philosophical inquiry also fosters intellectual creativity, developing new concepts or new approaches to problems, identifying new problems and so on. This is why I think this is important. And I did a, a leadership, a leadosophy quick thoughts yesterday. I encourage you to check it out. It's only about three and a half minutes, but I, my, my post yesterday, my podcast yesterday was about the law of unique experiences. No two experiences will ever be alike. That's where philosophy or philosophical thinking can come in. Every new problem you face is, is different. So you're going to have to analyze it differently. Every, or not differently per se, but differently as far as you're going to have a different set of facts and circumstances. So something to think about. Okay, we are going to turn to leadosophy.com's 10 questions, 10 philosophical questions everyone should ponder about leadership. And I say philosophical questions only to qualify this as a critical thinking exercise, a critical examination into the realm of leadership. That's really all this is. That's really the only thing that, for me, makes it philosophical vice kind of giving this just some fleeting attention, which I believe leadership needs more deep thinking rather than superficial scratching the surface thought. Because for me, leadership is, is really about human relationships and developing those relationships. So so here we go. 10 philosophical questions everyone should ponder about leadership. And I've broken these down into two different subsets. The first five questions are reflective in nature, meaning uh, we're basically reflecting externally about the kind of about the world of leadership in general. And then the last five questions are self-reflective, meaning we are turning that focus back inward into ourselves and our understanding of leadership as it applies to our own skills and abilities, characters, traits, so on and so forth. So question number one, again, a reflective question. What is the essence of leadership? And this is important, is this is important because essence here defined, and this is more the this is the philosophical definition of essence. A property or group of properties of something without which it would not exist or be what it is. So what is the essence of leadership? What are the properties that make up this idea of leadership? Or even the leader, if you want to think more of a you know, person type approach. Question number two, what is the purpose of leadership? Kind of, you know, for example, is leadership a means to something else or is leadership an end in itself? So what is the purpose of leadership? And another definition here, philosophy likes definitions. Philosophy likes things to be neatly defined 
as best as you can because that's how, if you're going to critically think about anything, you have to understand the definitions you're dealing with. You know, if everyone has a different idea of, of what here, like what purpose is, you know, there's different definitions of purpose. If, every, if everybody comes at this from a different definition, you know, it's, it might be harder to kind to, to get closer to this co-created truth. So for the purpose of this question, purpose is defined as the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. So why does leadership exist? What is its purpose? A reflective question. Question number three. What role does experience play in leadership development? Some people assume leadership roles without ever having a leadership role. This is a paradox, is it not? So what role does experience play in leadership? If you are going to promote someone into a position of leadership and they've never had leadership experience, what are your thoughts on that? I've seen people not get placed in positions of leadership because they didn't have any leadership experience. So again, we, we talked about this earlier when I was on the Brown University's website. You know, our learning, our knowledge base, our concepts come often from experience or a large part from experience, hands-on, heuristics as they call that, um, as opposed to some of the maybe the book knowledge that we get. So how can you be prepared for a leadership role if you've never been in one? Question number four. What role should self-reflection play in leadership? Assuming it should, of course. So my assumption here by even asking this question is that self-reflection, reflecting inward on this idea of leadership and how it affects us internally, I'm assuming that this is important. Maybe this is a bad assumption. But for me, the spirit of leadosophy, one of the cornerstones of leadosophy is reflection. So you would have to challenge my assumptions on that to really break that, to kind of shake that loose. I'm willing to listen. And remember, we're here with an open mind because that's the rule, not the exception. So if, if you don't think self-reflection should play a, play a large role in leadership and followership, let me know. I'd like to know why. Because again, I have built reflection into my foundation of leadosophy, which again, to my argument, leadosophy is a personal journey for me. It's a personal journey. It's a, it's a personal journey for everybody or, or should be, I believe. So I am still willing to hear any arguments that self-reflection should not play a role in leadership. Question number five, the last of our reflective questions, philosophic philosophical and reflective questions. Number five, what universal assumptions are made about leadership and leaders? And can we prove any of these wrong? Can we falsify any of these assumptions? I think that's important. Leadosophy believes that we should always test our assumptions. In any, in any endeavor of, of critical thinking, in any subject of life, so I'm trying to think of some universal assumptions about leadership. Um, I can't really think any of any off the top of my head, but there's a lot of things that are thrown around. But, you know, leader, leadership is, is about achieving common goals. So I guess I just thought of one, right? That's kind of leadership defined, I guess. 
So is leadership, is the definition of leadership is a group of people working together to achieve a common goal. I have, a, you know, I take it back. I do have another universal assumption about leadership. And that is, there is no one agreed upon definition of leadership. That's my universal assumption. Is that true? I don't think we've ever really fully agreed upon a, a universal definition of leadership that holds across all situations, which I think is important. So something to think about. Those are five reflective questions. Let's go to question number six. Now we get into turning that gaze, that, that outer focus inward to, towards ourself, which Leadosophy really likes. Both Leadosophy and I are big fans of introspection. First self-reflective question, why do you desire a leadership role? I.e., what are your motivations? This is important. I mean, have you ever seen anyone out there who wants a position of power, who desires a position of power for the sake of having power over others, control? Leadosophy argues that is a dangerous dangerous approach in, in the world of leadership. Dangerous. Dangerous. So what are your motivations? If you're in a if you're in a leadership role currently, why do you desire to stay there? Why do you desire to stay there? Self-reflective question number two. Number seven total. In the context of fostering human relationships, what are your strengths? What are your gaps? And what are your blind spots? Now, how do you know blind spots if, you know, if, if they're blind? How do you even know you have them? We all have blind spots. We all have things. We all have, I guess, gaps that we don't see or can't see. And maybe we need other people. We need others to help us see those blind spots. Maybe as simple as, you know, having a conversation with somebody you're really close with at work and, you know, asking them, hey, what are, what are, my, what are my blind spots with my team? You know, what are the things that they think about me that I don't know? You know, those are blind spots. And there's blind, you know, many other examples of blind spots. Leadosophy believes that we should build upon our strengths. Uh, I think all too often we, we are pessimistic by nature. And we're always looking at what are our, what are our weaknesses? What are our weaknesses? I think it's, maybe it's just human nature to always go to the pessimistic side of our traits and behaviors but i think all of us have have strengths that we can build upon and we can close the gaps i'm not saying we shouldn't focus or put some focus on our gaps but i think we should build upon our strengths more often or focus on that more often so that's that question number eight what is your purpose what gives you purpose Again, purpose defined here, the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. What is your purpose? That might be in life, might be in leadership. It's a big, that's a deep question. It's a deep question. The purpose of a knife is to cut well. Aristotle said that, I believe. What is your purpose? What is your purpose? Question number nine. Again, self-reflective. What values and principles guide you? What are your values and what are your principles? 
What are the assumptions behind those values and principles? Uh, definitely encourage you to go back and check out, I think my last Leadosophy episode on, on values. I did a quick thoughts yesterday, actually on, I think it was Friday. I did a Leadosophy quick thoughts on values and kind of what they mean to me, how I understand values, especially in the concept of, of leadership. So check it out. But remember, values and principles are kind of like our brain's operating system. It's our guidance system kind of helps us, you know, it helps us meet challenges, helps us navigate challenges, helps us navigate opportunities and find out what's important to us, you know, and then this whole idea of, you know, your own values and principles, you know, when you get into a, a situation when you are working in teams, working with others, whether it's in your community, you know, even your own relationship, personal relationships, people have competing values and principles. And when those come in conflict, when there's an incoherence in values and principles, how are you going to handle that? How are you going to handle that? Really, really important, in the, especially in the world of leadership and followership. From the angle of followership, when you are following leaders who, who have competing values or have values that are at odds with your values, how are you going to handle that as a follower? Do you kind of just put that aside? Can you put that aside? What about your organization? What if your organization has competing values? Might be more difficult if you're in a position where you have to you have to be employed in that situation, right? You don't have a choice to to leave your employer. So how do you navigate competing values, competing principles, even a competing uh, vision between organization in a personal vision? And the final question here, and I will leave. Leadosophy B for the day. Final self-reflective question. In the context of leadership, how do you handle a conflict between your values and the values of others, your organization, your community? So a little foreshadowing with the question number nine. I think question number nine and number 10 can be actually 9A and 9B. Again, your own values and principles, and then this competition, this com this competing idea that that values are not always connected from one person to the next. And that's, is that necessarily wrong? Is that a bad thing? I don't think so. You know, we're all raised differently. We all are, are raised in different social settings. You know, as we move along, as we travel this path of life, we are constantly picking up new values, new ideas, new assumptions. And remember, you know, the law of unique experiences, no path is the same, so... So how are we going to deal with competing values and principles? So those are the 10 questions to ponder, philosophical questions to ponder in the realm of leadership. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of Leadosophy. I really enjoyed talking about what philosophy is, why it's important. I hope I've made the connection of, of philosophy and leadership, the fusion of those two and into what I understand as Leadosophy. Again, a personal journey for me. And I hope it becomes maybe just your own personal journey. So remember, Leadosophy is about using the tools of philosophical thought to deepen our understanding of leadership. I thank you all for watching this episode today. Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Leadosophy. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button and check out Leadosophy.com and learn more about Tim's ideas on philosophy and leadership.
We'll see you next time.